0: All right, let's jump right into today's episode. Let's talk today about mind reading, how to add mind reader to your paralegal skill set. Wouldn't it be great if you could read your attorney's mind? That would be a great superpower to have as a paralegal. Especially if you're working with an attorney who procrastinates and waits until the last minute to tell you that something is due. Like that ever happens, right? I worked for an attorney back in the nineties who thought that I could read his mind. One year he wrote on my annual performance review and knows what I need before I even know that I need it. I think she's a mind reader. That sticks with me 30 years later. How did I become a mind reader? Well, I read every single thing that came in on his litigation cases. So I knew there was a deposition next month that I could start preparing for this month. I knew there was a hearing in a few weeks that I could start preparing for this week. I knew there was going to be a client meeting or a client call because I read the correspondence. So what that attorney didn't know was that I had to figure out a huge workaround in order to get access to every single thing that was coming in on the case. Back in the day, and this is going to kind of date me a little, but back in the day of the early 90s, also known as pre-e-filing, what we would do when a pleading or discovery request or response came in, the secretary would log it, make a copy, and distribute that copy to everyone on the case by using a handwritten routing slip that people would check off their name after reading it. Then they would put it in their outbox, and it would go to the next person on the list. So because I was the lead paralegal on the case, the arrangement was that I would get my own copy so I didn't have to wait while that pleading or discovery request or response or correspondence was sitting in the attorney's inboxes because we know they're also not good about forwarding things on. So anyways, I'm supposed to be getting a copy of everything that comes in at the same time that she's routing it to people. Well, there were several instances where I didn't get copies of things. And had talked to her once about it and then finally went to her and said, you know, Debbie, I'm not getting copies of these pleadings all the time. And one important one that I missed last week was a deposition notice. And she turned around and stood up and looked at me and said, I don't work for paralegals. Get out of my face. So being fairly new in my paralegal career, I did just that. I got out of her face because it was kind of scary, to be honest. But, but anyways. I was still the lead paralegal in the case. So I had a couple of options. I could have gone to the attorney and told on her or gone to HR. Um, And, you know, nowadays that behavior wouldn't be appropriate and it wouldn't be tolerated. But back then it was. And so I had to figure out a workaround in order for me to get copies of everything that was coming in on the case. Now, she was a really good secretary, and she happened to leave early every day. She came in early and left early. So I knew that every day when she left at 430, I could sneak into the file room and go see what got filed that day. And that's exactly what I did. That's how this attorney wrote that on my performance review the following year. Little did he know what I was having to go through in order to be able to, quote, read his mind. So to be a mind reader as a paralegal, you need to be proactive. I went and looked online and found, you know, lots of different definitions for the word proactive, especially when it relates to, you know, a a person. But I found that there was one definition that really struck home in terms of a paralegal being proactive. This definition said that you have to have three key behaviors in order to be a proactive individual. And those three are anticipatory, that involves acting in advance of a future situation rather than just reacting to it. And also you have to have change-oriented behavior, meaning that you take control and cause something to change rather than adapting to a situation or waiting for something to happen. And self-initiated behavior. So the proactive person doesn't need to be asked to act nor do they require detailed instructions. Doesn't mean you don't require any instructions. You just don't require step-by-step-by-step instructions in order to get you to the end point. So interestingly, I've read the Stephen Covey Seven Habits of Highly Effective People book several times. And in his book, being proactive is one of the habits of highly effective people. And it's one of the habits that I teach in our Seven Habits of the Indispensable Paralegal. So in that, Covey says that your behavior is a function of your decisions, not your conditions, that you have the power to decide your response to conditions and circumstances. And in the book, he said that reactive people believe that the world is happening to them, but proactive people don't blame circumstances. They change their response. So what I was doing way back then and didn't know it at the time, I was being proactive in that I came up with a workaround to a condition or circumstance, like Covey says. I came up with the workaround to that that would have limited my ability to be able to do a great job as a paralegal. I tell you that story so that you can remember it next time something like that comes up for you. But I actually want to rephrase it just a little. Here's the thing. You cannot put control of what you do and how you do it for your paralegal career into someone else's hands. If there's someone preventing you from doing the best possible job that you can do, come up with a workaround. Because this is your career, your reputation. So you don't like how the files are organized, but that's the way they've been doing it for years. If it's something that's preventing you from doing the best possible work and supporting the attorneys in the best possible way that you can, then change it. Don't let other people and their former systems dictate how successful you can be in your career. The next time a situation comes up in work that's challenging, write out the situation and then write your two possible reactions to that situation do it on a legal pad if you were reactive you might do what if you were proactive if you decided that you have the power to respond differently you would respond how how would that look for example every attorney i've ever worked with was a procrastinator we i mean there's jokes hundreds of jokes online about attorneys being procrastinators and that's because Everybody who works with them knows that they can be procrastinators. If I had taken the reactive approach, I would have been putting out fires more than proactively managing that attorney's cases. So I learned early on I had to take a different approach. I wanted to know every single thing that came in the door about the cases that I was responsible for. I wanted access to the attorney's calendar so that I'd know if there was a big deposition coming up next month. And it just so happened to be maybe that that was going to be on a Monday after the attorney was going to be out of the office the week before. So I'd planned to have that draft deposition notebook to them a couple weeks before their vacation and then get their feedback on it before they left for vacation. So in other words, I'd always be looking weeks and months out instead of days out. You could easily have a reason why there's a mistake in the brief that got filed last minute because your procrastinating attorney waited until the 11th hour to get it to you for site checking and gathering the exhibits. And there just maybe wasn't enough time to do a thorough proofread. Or knowing that your attorney is a procrastinator, maybe you change your response. Because one thing that I know for sure after almost 30 years now of working with attorneys, if they're a procrastinator, there's nothing you're going to be able to do to change them. You can only change your response to them. A perfect example of that. So back around that same time frame, so still you know fairly early in my career, I worked with an attorney um, on that same team who was famous for how well she wrote briefs. Mostly appellate briefs, but all briefs, really. So everyone on the team knew if she's in charge of the brief, it's going to be an absolute mad dash to get the thing filed on time because we all knew she was a procrastinator, but she was also very thorough and wouldn't let anything out the door that she hadn't quadruple checked. Now, this is also back before e-filing. So this was the old days where you either sent the brief in by U.S. mail if it was finished days ahead of schedule, which that never happened. So nothing got filed that way with most attorneys. It was either hire a courier of which we had maybe two or three different companies on call or send a firm employee in their car to the clerk's office to file it. And because the couriers were usually, you know, they're putting their reputations on the line, they would give you a cutoff time. They would say, yeah, we can do it. It's this much. We have to have it by this date and time in order to make the cutoff time. So this case was up in Rome, Georgia in the U.S. District Court. Now, on a good day, even back in the 90s, late 90s, this was about a 90-minute drive to get from downtown Atlanta up to Rome, Georgia. So the courier's final cutoff was like 2.30 or 3 o'clock, something like that. And well, of course, that deadline was missed. We kind of all knew that that was going to happen with this attorney writing the brief. So I was going to have to drive it there myself. It was after 3.30. I don't remember the exact time that I left, but it was well after 3.30 by the time she had put the final touches on the brief and I was able to head out the door. Now, this was on a Friday in horrible Atlanta traffic. But once I got through all the horrible traffic and got up to the back roads in North Georgia, I could make up for some of that time. So I was driving well over 90 miles an hour on a 65 to 70 mile per hour road. I don't know exactly what the speed limit was, but I knew that I was doing at least 20, maybe closer to 30 miles an hour over the speed limit. I made it to the clerk's office just as the security guard was getting ready to lock the front door. I begged him to let me in and he did. The brief got filed. On my drive back, I was still shaking at how fast that I was driving on those small back roads. Happy that I made it, but I said to myself that day, I will never do that again. I could have wrecked. Going that fast, I probably would have killed someone or myself. I had a daughter at home, a family, and this was all because someone procrastinated and waited until the last minute, and this brief wasn't going to get filed. I tell you that story because guess what happened the next time the reply brief was due? Same thing. Only I think she pushed it even closer that time because she knew, oh, we could make it if we get, you know, we get it out the door by 345. That's still plenty of time. Only this time I didn't speed. I drove the speed limit and I didn't make it in time. The brief didn't get filed on time and I had to call the office to tell them. Did she learn her lesson? Yeah. In fact, she did because she didn't care so much about inconveniencing me or anyone else on the team. It wasn't because of that. It was because she had to deal with the wrath of the senior partner about why she pushed it so close to the deadline. I knew no one was going to blame me for quote, only going the speed limit, right? They're not going to say, well, it's Ann's fault. We missed the deadline. She should have been doing 90 miles an hour. Now, please don't take this to mean that missing a deadline is the way to change a procrastinating attorney. I didn't miss the deadline on purpose. I just made the decision that I wasn't going to break the law and risk my life to meet this deadline. Now let's add another twist to the proactive here. Being a proactive paralegal also means that you're proactive in your career, not just on your cases and your files. This is your career. It's not something that's just happening to you. It's not something that's going to develop into anything more than a job unless you're proactive in continuously developing your career, developing and enhancing your skills. In other words, you shouldn't wait to be asked to go learn a new skill. Your mindset becomes, this is my career and I'm the only one responsible for how successful it is. Because here's the thing. If you wait for someone else to advance your career for you, you're going to be waiting a really long time. That's because nobody cares as much about your career and your career growth as you do. Not your supervisor, your manager, company leadership. They don't care as much as you do. They might care some, but not as much as you do because you own your career. So remember this: you're not a spectator in this ride that we call our paralegal career. You're a participant. You're the driver of this ride. Being proactive, especially early in your career, also means being proactive and getting feedback to, you know, to know the areas that you need to improve on. Rather than waiting 12 months to read that annual performance review. Have you ever done business with a company like a car dealership or been on a call with a customer service rep, like one of the cable companies? And the last thing they ask you is, is there anything else I can help you with? Usually followed by, you're going to be getting a survey from our corporate headquarters, and I'd appreciate all fives or all tens if you were pleased with the service. If you weren't pleased enough to rate me that high, I'd like to do something to fix that now. I think we can all learn an important lesson from that. Why wouldn't you ask the same thing of the people who you spend hundreds of hours working for each year? Why wouldn't you go to those attorneys in advance of your performance review and not just once, but on a regular basis throughout the year and ask, is there anything I could be doing to better support you? If you were to rate my performance right now, and it's anything less than outstanding, can we talk about why and what I can do to improve it? We jammed a lot of proactive information into essentially how to become a mind reader for your paralegal career. All right. I want to give you an actionable strategy each week if I can. And actually I probably have two of them. Yeah. I think there's two of them for this week. So one is put a sticky note on your computer this week with the words, either be proactive or is there a workaround? You don't have to have one. You could just have one instead of two. So either be proactive. Or you could just write the words work around and question mark on a post-it to remind you each day to take a proactive approach on how you work and how you progress in your paralegal career. The second strategy is to think of a situation that's happening to you either today or sometime this week when it happens and write it out at the top of the legal pad in big letters and then draw a line down the middle of the legal pad and write, On the left side, the word reactive, and on the right side, the word proactive. Then write out all of the reactive responses that you might be inclined to have on the left side and all of the proactive responses that you could have instead on the right side. And then circle the proactive response that you're going to choose to do. Well, thanks for listening today. I really appreciate your time. If you got something out of today's Paralegals on Fire episode, please share this with a friend or colleague and take just a minute to go review the podcast so that we can keep delivering great content to you each and every week. I'll be back next week. Bye for now. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, hit the subscribe button in whatever platform you're listening. And please take a quick minute and leave a review of the podcast and share this episode with just one colleague or friend who you think would benefit from what we discussed today. Share the knowledge and the entire paralegal profession elevates. See you next week. Bye for now.